So to preface this episode, I just want to let you all know that this was one of the more difficult episodes that I've crafted. Based on my own experiences as well as the research I've done, I realized that there are so many different aspects and layers to this topic. With that being said, I feel like I couldn't do it full justice by doing one episode, so I plan on making this a series. Uh, this will be the first part of this series of episodes that I'll call the Identity Series, and it'll at least be the introduction to tackle this primary issue, which I believe is that the identity of modern men has been cheapened. Let's get into it. A lot of us are confused as to who we are and who we should be. Most may not even realize it, while the ones that do might not know how to figure out a solution. We can speculate about what the cause of this might be, and I definitely plan to do that in future episodes of the series. But one thing that's definite is that it's a problem that plagues all generations of men in modern society, but mostly us young guys. Plenty of us are lacking a true sense of identity. We base who we are in extrinsic things like our job title, family, income, sexual relationships, social expectations, and other things. And the results of this are a lack of full control over who we are as well as a lack of depth in our personalities. And so it's difficult to be a well-rounded, dynamic, healthy human being when you base who you are on just a handful of aspects in your life. Nonetheless, this way of thinking has become the status quo, it seems like. Ask your friends who they want to be in the next five to ten years. From what I've noticed, it usually goes two ways. Some usually don't have a real answer, or at least not a significant one. Others you ask might mention something about their future career, family aspirations, or material things like income, houses, cars. These are normal answers, but remember that the initial question was who do you want to be, not where or what. Society has conditioned us to base our identity and value as men in things that are external. As a result, the temporary nature of these things results in a lack of true identity among men and a wavering sense of value. And so this is something that has been going on among men in Western civilization for decades. Most go through their whole lives without developing a healthy sense of self. And the result is that it's difficult for a lot of men to be truly happy or comfortable in their own skin. If you need proof of this, I'll give you some statistics to think about. According to the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, men are almost four times more likely to commit suicide than women. Another stat that I found on the CDC website stated that suicide was the number two leading cause of death for men between the ages of 20 and 44, and number eight on the list for all men. To give a comparison, suicide was number four on the list for women ages 20 through 44, and it didn't crack the top 10 for all women. This brings light to another part of the problem, uh, which is differences in the perception of mental health among genders and how that dynamic plays into the identity of men. Unfortunately, I'll have to touch on that in a different episode, but just keep that in mind. Since our environment is ever-changing, so are most of our identities. Socially, we are pushed from different directions to fit into certain molds which are often unrealistic for most of us, and also might not even align with our own desires. Some men fall into the trap of spending their whole life chasing that validation from others by trying to fit into these molds. It's a lose-lose game. But playing it has become the norm, it seems like. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this you know, to say that we deserve pity. I'm merely presenting the state of our reality. And the goal is to provide awareness to help frame the importance of the message that I'm about to share. 
I would argue that these extra challenges could be seen as a blessing because the process of conquering them leads to a better understanding of self and leaves the opportunity for true fulfillment in our own hands. And I would say that these two things are a part of the essence of raw masculinity, the push to break free from our constraints, whether mental or physical, and to maximize our potential, as said by David Data in the book, The Way of the Superior Man. And so in this episode, I'll talk about the necessary factors to build a strong identity and how they can benefit you. And so the first factor I'll mention is having a code. And so anyone that's been listening to my content should already know that I was going to bring this up. Part of picking a direction in life that aligns with our identity is having guiding principles that shape our identity. And so they assist us in setting and reaching goals in a manner that we can live with and be proud of. A commitment to your code will ensure that you remain true to your identity. Whenever you stray from it, it will be easy to recognize when you're out of alignment. So how do we make sure that we have the right code? You could say that this comes from knowing what's truly important to you in life and having purpose. And so a big issue that leads to men not having a strong identity and allowing others to shape it for them is not knowing how they want to live their life and also not having a purpose for their life. And so the meaning in their lives is based in worldly things pretty much and other people's opinions leading to a lack of true substance in their identity. It's rare for guys or anyone for that matter to sit down and create a plan for the direction they want their life to take in regard to the type of man that they want to be or the level of impact that they aspire to have on others. And so it's also impossible to be impactful in your self-development journey if you don't have a strong, compelling goal to pull you. And so a result of not being intentional about this process is that it creates a lack of focus in a a sheep-like mentality in a lot of men where they just go with the flow. They are passengers in their own lives, essentially, letting peers and influence and other authority figures steer the direction of their ship instead of being the captain of their own life. And so you've probably heard something called a midlife crisis that a lot of men have when they get in their 40s and 50s where they realize they've burned half of their life away and never took the time to do something of significance they could look back at and be proud of. And so one thing I will say uh, that I'm sure you all know as well is that figuring this out isn't as simple as it sounds. It's hard to know what you want in life if you don't know who you are and what you're lacking. And so that is the next factor, actually, learning who you are. This step is very important because it builds self-awareness and it promotes the importance of practicing self-acceptance. And so this will be one of the biggest factors in your life when it comes to the levels of success that you achieve in anything. It's also very tough to master. And so I plan on doing a separate episode about self-awareness and how to achieve it. But to simplify things for this episode, I'll sum it up by saying that the easiest way to build it is by taking yourself out of your comfort zone. And so it's easy to navigate situations uh, where you know all the factors at play and have experience handling them. Let's see what happens when you go into an unfamiliar situation. Different strengths and weaknesses that you never paid mind to before will be exposed. It will also show how significant your development is in some of the aspects you're already aware of. You should constantly put yourself in situations that experience can't fully prepare you for. Right now, while we're young, I would say it's the easiest and best time to do these sort of things because the self-awareness that we gain from these experiences is going to help us in the future when the stakes are higher. 
And one thing about the stakes right now is that this is probably the lowest that they will ever be. I don't know about you guys, but if I'm going to start a business, I'd much rather do it now when I'm young and have very few responsibilities instead of when I'm 40 and have a wife and kids to take care of. As a 23-year-old, I can convince myself to eat out less, move into a cheaper place, and not do extra activities in order to save money for business expenses. But I'd rather not put that type of burden on my future family. Don't worry, you don't have to take that big of a step to get out of your comfort zone to build self-awareness right now. That's something that could be considered uh, as you gain more awareness from completing smaller challenges. So that way you get an idea of whether or not you could handle it. So I would say, try that new class. Get started on that project that you've been thinking about that's been lingering in the back of your mind. Take the job offer in that new city. Go meet new people. Finding ways to challenge yourself now will expose different parts of you that you never noticed before. And it will give you a better idea of who you are. And so from there, it makes it so much easier to make decisions in the future uh, that you know will work for you. Also, our identity uh, will be based on something more accurate. I guess a more accurate understanding of who we are whenever we have self-awareness. You'll notice the egotistical people tend to get extremely upset when they have an experience that challenges their perception of self because reality isn't aligning with their beliefs. And so something has to give when this happens. So these people will usually blame the poor results on outside factors or other people, and they will avoid these types of situations. And so obviously it's hard to live a productive life with this sort of constraint clouding your vision, and it leads to making decisions that are unproductive towards your goals. The closer we get to seeing what we're really made of, the easier it will be to accept ourselves and work with what we have. I'd like to point out that there is a difference between self-acceptance and settling. You have to accept and acknowledge who you are to be able to truly use your strengths and build up your weaknesses. And so you don't have to settle for being who you are right now, but while you're working to be better, it's best for your mental health to be at peace with the fact that you have shortcomings. I adopted this mentality uh, that even though I'm not content with my flaws, I'm content with myself because I'm doing what I can to change them. I hope that makes sense. Optimism for a better life in the future has led me to being able to accept today's situation for what it is. And it also helps me to live life authentically and not be ashamed or embarrassed of my flaws because I know they're not permanent. And so one more point I want to make about self-awareness is that we should also consider external factors of it too. And so this is how you present yourself to others. When I think of people who bully others or those type of people that are extremely self-righteous with like a holier than now type of attitude or those guys that are big talkers that always have to let people know what they're doing and how many women they slept with, it makes me wonder, if you're really the man you think you are, would you really feel the need to impose on others like that? Just something to consider. Next in building a strong identity is knowing who you want to be. And so as you're learning about who you are, ask yourself this question. Are you satisfied with who you've become? If not, what would you like to change? Who do you want to be? Nothing is stopping you from developing yourself to become closer to the ideal you. I like to think about it like a car. A Mustang may always be a Mustang, but you can upgrade it to be lighter, faster, 
more efficient, and better looking. And so how does this tie into a strong identity? Knowing the type of man you want to be uh, will help you identify what activities and ideas will help with the alignment, will be, I'll say, to rephrase that, will be in alignment with your identity and goals. And so don't let the world shape this for you. This is something that you should give conscious thought to. The person you want to be isn't always going to align with the norms of the people around you. And so the better you understand why you want to be a certain type of man, the stronger you can be in your stance to support it and not be swayed. Now that I've touched on the main factors, here are some ideas that you should consider as you work on your identity. These can derail your progress and distort your self-image. Stop comparing yourself to others. Trying to beat others in their own race takes the focus from your own. No two situations are exactly alike. So, placing your focus on someone else's rate of development can stunt your own. You might fail to pay full attention to your own unique obstacles, and that lack of focus will just lengthen the process for you. A friend of mine recently said, the only person you should compare yourself to is yesterday's version of you. There's always going to be someone bigger and better. As long as you keep comparing yourself to them, you'll keep experiencing two things, feeling superior or inferior to the person of comparison. Both of those outlooks are unproductive. Next one is one that I touched on earlier, but I want to bring it up again because I think this is one of the most important parts of this lesson. I want to make sure everybody catches it. Don't attach your identity to anything that can be taken from you. Once again, I think there's an issue of men basing their identity and value on external things that are out of their full control. Examples are family, relationships, their job, sports, etc. While some of these aspects are noble and normal, it's not in the best interest of our long-term health to place our self-worth in them. To clarify what I mean before anyone you know, takes this and runs with it and thinks that I'm crazy, that the message is getting ridiculous. There is a way to be a good family man or a good boyfriend or a solid employee or whatever is important to you without basing your sense of self-worth in that external aspect, in that role, in having that status, I guess you could say. These are all things that can definitely be influenced by a man, but not fully controlled by him. And they are also inherently temporary. You could be an outstanding employee and lose your job just like millions have during this pandemic. You can also be a great boyfriend and your girlfriend might still decide that she wants to move on from you. You can provide any and every opportunity for your kids or family members and they might decide on their own to make nothing of those opportunities. Those things are not in your full control. Instead of basing your value on relationship status, job status, or the state of your family, Base it in the values that you hold and the actions that you take to be the best you that you can be in those roles. You'll see that putting the focus on building the traits won't just bring results in these roles you focus on, but also in other areas of your life. And encompassing the traits of a good family man, boyfriend, or employee and taking the necessary actions should be the focus, not the status itself. This is something that you can fully control. At the end of the day, if things go wrong, you can at least be at peace knowing that you did your part. This will make it easier to move on because you retain your worth. If you're basing your way of life and purpose in things that can be taken away from you at any moment, it can be hard to recover when they are taken away. 
And so basing your value in something like your faith and obedience to God or your aspirations to be a better man, both can only be lost when you make a choice to surrender them. And so the method that's worked for me to make sure I don't get attached to things that are out of my control as I work towards becoming the man that I want to be has been to develop a mission statement that uh, aligns with my values. And so this has changed multiple times over the past few years. And that's okay because if you're experiencing growth in your life, it should change as you develop new knowledge and insights. Right now, my current mission statement is to help young men develop their character, identity, and mindset to activate their potential and reach their goals in life. And to do this, I have to continue to work on myself in those areas. Learning and passing that knowledge to others as I go are all things that I can control. And so having the knowledge now is one thing, but applying it and making the things we talked about part of your life is the key to building that strong identity. Not only do we have to be, uh, not only do we have to do the planning and the self-reflection, but we also have to take the actions needed to maintain that identity. Not only will it build a strong sense of self-worth when you see your results are in alignment with your identity, but the strength of your presence will inspire others to make similar changes in their life. And so last but not least, um, I just want to let you guys know that I appreciate the feedback that I've gotten so far. And so if anybody else would like to offer feedback, it definitely does help, whether it's constructive feedback or just positive feedback. It lets me know what I can improve on and also what I should keep doing in the subsequent episodes. And so if you'd like to offer some feedback, just send me an email at improvement one at gmail.com. And so that's the number one, not the word one. Thanks for listening, guys.